now back in the Freak Nation, Chase Briscoe, currently NASCAR Xfinity driver, soon to be in the Cup Series. Uh, Chase Briscoe joining us here in the Freak Nation. And we were talking a little bit about this before we went live with you, Chase, about how strange this year is. You haven't been on this earth a whole long, a, a long ass time, but dang it, has this not been one of the strangest racing years for you personally, given the fact of your success and the fact that you haven't been able to celebrate with the thousands in the stands with your success? Oh, hundred percent. That's been, you know, everybody talks about this year has been great. I'm like, yeah, it's been good on the track, but honestly it, it doesn't even feel like we've really won that many races just because we haven't been able to, to celebrate with the fans and, you know, experience all those things that you would normally get to do. Um, you know, Bristol was really the only race that we got to have a crowd at all year long where we celebrated. You just, you know, you get out and, you know, the difference in cheering or, you know, celebrating in front of 30,000 people and, you know, nobody's at grandstands is just totally different. So, you know, it has definitely been a different year. Um, you know, it's been a challenging year to not be able to have any of my family, uh, you know, my wife or any anybody you know, close to me at these races and see the success that we're having. So it's for sure been different. Um, you know, glad that we've had this success that we've had on the racetrack, but wish we could, uh, obviously celebrate all three. Chase Briscoe, you set your goals for this season at eight wins. You surpassed that. So how do you celebrate now when you get home? How do you celebrate with the rest of the family? Well, not anything. Normally just get home and, uh, my two dogs normally come and jump on me and then me and my wife just (laughs) hang out and, that's about it. You know, a lot of the time we don't get back until sometimes two or three in the morning. So, yeah. uh, there's not a lot to do normally. So just get home and, you know, wake up the next day and our neighbors are, are really good friends with our neighbors. And they're normally surprises with, you know, cinnamon rolls or, you know, they'll go to Wendy's or whatever and, and bring <laughs> us food for lunch. So we don't have to get out. So, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, normally just hanging out at home and, and hanging out with the dogs. Chase, I am so seeing new sponsorship opportunities for you when you hit the number 14 next year. Cinnabon, Wendy's, and any sort of dog food. I mean, this is this is sponsorship in this COVID era. You've got this. Oh, it'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine jumping out of your car in Victory Lane and you're holding up a bag of dog food and then Cinnabon in the other hand saying, this is how we celebrate COVID style. <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite the combo. <laughs> Uh, Running for that Xfinity Series championship, Chase Briscoe joining us here in the Freak Nation. I was talking to another driver, but he's in the Cup Series, talking about how, yes, he misses the fans. He misses the the camaraderie around the the pits. But at the same time, it's allowed him and some of his teammates uh, to focus more on racing. Do you feel that at all? Um. You know, this is different. You know, before we would go to the racetrack and, you know, the race might start at 4 o'clock and you get there at 8 a.m. and you're doing stuff literally from 8 to to 3 o'clock nonstop. And your mind really isn't on racing. You're so focused on doing other things. And the time, honestly, goes by pretty quick. Where now, you know, NASCAR has been mandating us to get there four hours before the race. And then you sit in your rental car for three and a half hours and wait to go get changed and walk to the car and, you don't get to see any of your team guys or none of that stuff. So it's just different. Um, you know, I, I would much rather be running around from 8 a.m. till 4. Um, just because it, it does maybe allow you to, to not be running around as much. But, you know, for me, that's part of race day. And, and you know, sitting in a rental car for three and a half hours is probably not the most fun thing to be doing either. So, oh, yeah, it's definitely been different. I think some guys have kind of embraced it. Um, but for me, truthfully, I would I would much rather be 
you know, walking around doing stuff and, and being able to just hang out with people and sitting by myself for, you know, three and a half hours before the race starts. Chase Briscoe joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Chase, you punched your card way early for the championship four in Phoenix. Now that it's all coming down to that, does anything change besides sitting in your rental car, unfortunately? Does anything change with your mentality or or how you communicate with your crew guys to really focus on this championship and what it all means when it comes down to Phoenix? Well, for us, you know, fortunately, we won the first week of this final round of the playoffs. So we've, we've known that we were going to be locked in for, for nearly two and a half weeks. Yeah. And, you know, there's a difference between preparing your Phoenix car, thinking that you're going to go there and run for a championship and preparing it, knowing that you're going there to run for a championship. So, you know, for us to be able to put all that focus on Phoenix, you know, not that we didn't still worry about Texas and Martinsville, but. You know, when we go to the simulator, do all these things, we're focused on Phoenix um, and just trying to get the best car that we can to go to Phoenix. So that part's definitely been nice. Um, you know, from a preparation standpoint, we're definitely putting a little more emphasis on Phoenix, um, you know, just from studying and doing all those things. But, you know, we still want to win this final race at Martinsville. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think outside of that, the biggest thing is just not making anybody upset with us and making enemies, you know, especially this week at Martinsville with it being a short track. There's going to be a lot of hurt feelings after the race, and you don't want a guy to, to come back and retaliate um, at the at the championship race. So that's probably our main goal is obviously you go there and try to win the race, but don't make anybody mad in the process just because, you know, if we can not have any enemies, it's only going to help our case at Phoenix to make it a little bit easier to win the championship. Chase Briscoe, we've seen retaliation in NASCAR through the years, but not in the final race. Shouldn't there be some special penalty if that occurs, if somebody tries to uh, retaliate for something earlier in the season when the championship's on the line? Yeah, for sure. Um, and not so much just retaliating as far as wrecking you, but they can just make it really hard on you, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as trying to get past them. You know, they can hold you up, they can block you, they can do all these things that you know, really could change the outcome of the race. Um, so, yeah, you know, it doesn't even necessarily mean getting crashed or just getting raced hard. You know, a lot of the time, you know, those championship four guys get kind of raced with a lot more respect. Guys lift for them. They don't want to, you know, mess up the championship for anybody. Uh, but if somebody's mad at you for taking them out of the championship, they can certainly make your life a lot harder. So, you know, with how tight the points are in the Xfinity Series, there's realistically, you know, still seven guys that can get into those final three spots. And, you know, the points are really tight, so there's going to be uh, a lot of chaos, I think, this week at Martinsville, and, and hopefully we're not a part of it. Chase Briscoe, you'll be competing for the Xfinity Series Championship, but go back about three, three and a half years ago, you put a tweet out that people would be loving iRacing. It became such a huge hit during the pandemic. Everybody was doing it. So now you're going for a championship, and next year you're going to be in the Cup Series with Stuart Haas Racing. Would all of that happen if you hadn't been involved in iRacing in the last three years? Um, you know, iRacing is certainly a, a thing that's helped, you know, me just with the lack of experience I have, you know, pavement racing or even going to these racetracks and to be able to have iRacing as a, a teaching tool, you know, be able to, to still run these racetracks and, and just prepare is a huge, you know, I feel like not an advantage because all the drivers are, are doing it now, but, you know, three years ago, all the drivers weren't doing it. So it certainly helped. Um, you know, just going there with limited practice and even next year now with no practice, you know, iRacing is going to be, become even more important. So to, to be able to be on there for as long as I have and, 
Um, you know, obviously with the pandemic to see how much it's grown, it seems like overnight, um, has been pretty unbelievable. And, you know, just the quality of, of content that iRacing has been able to put out and how realistic it is, all these things. It's nice for the masses to finally see that. And, you know, COVID obviously was really hard on a lot of people, but, you know, probably of all the companies, iRacing probably benefited the most. So, uh, it's been good for them, but, um, you know, I'm glad that iRacing finally kind of got its, its day in the spotlight because it, it is a really good teaching tool for all the drivers and, you know, for fans as well to get on there and kind of see what we deal with week in and week out. And, you know, you never know who you're going to get a race against either. Isn't that how you met a couple of the drivers in NASCAR right now? Yeah, quite a few of my friends, you know, I've met through there on, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago. And, um, you know, it's funny how it seems like the guys that were real race car drivers that you had to race against on there, you know, normally it comes back full circle and racing against them somewhere in the country. And it seems like they're still a guy to beat. So, you know, I racing for sure is a really good teaching tool. And, you know, it's crazy to me just how much you can pick up on how other guys race you know, kind of their tendencies, what they do in certain situations, you know, what they do in the restart zone, all these things that they do on iRacing, they typically do in real life as well. So you can honestly learn quite a bit just racing on there against those guys. And um, obviously it's just a good teaching tool. Could you imagine your uh, 2021 boss and Tony Stewart iRacing <laughs> seven or eight years ago? That dude would poo-poo iRacing back in the day, man. He was big into it about a year and a half, two years ago. He would... He would literally get on there at, at you know two o'clock in the afternoon and be on there till five in the morning. He was <laughs> he was all in there for a while, and then I think he got burnt out. And he hasn't done it for over a year now. But there was a point where that's all that guy would do. Um, yeah, I mean, he was racing everything there was on there. So I know he's been on it before, but I think he burned himself out. I've been trying to get him to get back on there, but I don't know if I have any luck. What's the biggest, most popular driver's butt that you beat on iRacing? Um, I don't know, honestly, we did a, a race during COVID that was kind of like an all-star race and, you know, Dell Jr., Jimmy Johnson, a lot of those guys ran it, and we were able to win that race. So I would say that was probably the coolest one to, to win. And then Iris even did some stuff, um, you know, kind of cross series wise. So we had IMSA drivers, drag racers, oh. you know, F1 guys, all these things. And just getting to race with a lot of those guys is pretty neat as well. Freak Nation, Chase Briscoe, follow him on Twitter. Again, watch him as he runs for the championship in Phoenix at Phoenix Raceway. Chase Briscoe here in the Freak Nation. Not to jinx anything, but mm-hmm. 2016 ARCA champ, let's hope, 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say anything else to not jinx it, but maybe something in 2020. How about that? That sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it, Chase? Yeah, sounds good to me. Right. <laughs> well, Chase, thanks for doing this, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.